What's up, everybody? We're back. After a week hiatus, feels good to be back. Another episode of Questionable for Sunday. Connor, welcome back, man. A week break for us, but right back at it. Dude, it was it was tough not having my uh, my weekly podcast to rely on for social interaction. I was walking around talking to strangers. Yeah, you were in – where are you at? Like Missouri uh, or somewhere? I was in the middle of Missouri, uh, and what I learned is that Missouri is a dump – yeah, good times, good times. Good in times, Missouri. good times. Uh, I think you were in also a dump. Where were you again? Yeah, I went went overseas for a little bit. Our last uh, big trip before the baby comes. So I went to Paris and Prague. So some some fun times. You went to Prague, there. dude. That's awesome. But yeah, good to be back and uh, you know back in the full swing of the EIG. Uh, but before we get into you know the deep and dirty of the EIG. Uh, you know, Connor, me and you, we both got some some things to say. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hand the mic to you and uh, let you get after it. Absolutely. So uh, as everyone here knows, you know, we run this podcast every week. Uh, we put a lot of time and effort into it. We put, you know, we come out here with these hot takes. This we spit hot fire, and you know, we don't really ask for much in return. Now, the last time I was out of town, uh, Eric hosted it with two guests, and that was an awesome podcast. But since he was also in Paris. I thought it'd be kind of fun to throw out the, uh, you know, tag someone in. You know, I don't know what they do in WWE. You know, you give them a little slap on the ass. So I sent a text out to uh, Jerry and Tristan to see if they wanted to actually uh, host a guest host, essentially, an episode of Question for Sunday. And I kind of talked about it with Eric, and we were going to help him out with, like, the uh, technical background and the show sheet and get them all up to date. And, I mean, I thought Tristan was a great guest. He brought so much hot fire. Like, he came out, like – Literally, I was like beat red about five minutes in. It was perfect. And then, you know, looking at Jerry, man, I mean, he actually was incredibly knowledgeable as a guest. I thought he was one of our best. And he had a couple of fun, uh, funny one-liners. So I was like, you know what? I know that they know each other pretty well. And, you know, Tristan also, he's not, you know, that well-known in the league. So I figured it would be nice to get him on, you know, some little more FaceTime. So I sent him that text and uh, I, I did not hear back. I got ghosted. By Tristan and Jerry, what the hell? And you know, I know, I, I know how it feels. No, no, you don't. You married your high school girlfriend. You don't know how it feels. Okay, you have no idea. All right. I've been ghosted plenty of times this year, and uh, so no, no surprises. Oh, maybe on that those one. garbage trade offers of yours, kind of get rid of Aaron Jones. Uh, but anyways, you know, honestly, kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. I thought we had a pretty solid relationship, solid friendship, I should say. You know, me and Jerry, me and Tristan. I mean. Uh, and I thought they'd be a great couple to host. And, you know, I only asked them. I thought, you know, I, basically I thought they could do a great job. And I got denied pretty heavily. You know, so. squandered a great opportunity, I got to say. I mean. You know, these the opportunities think, don't come often. You know, when is there ever going to be another week where we're both this out of town, can't record the pod? Think about it this way. If you want to expand your brand and you have an opportunity to guest host a podcast with, that's getting at least 22 downloads a week. I feel like that's a wasted opportunity if you don't take it. Exactly. You can really, you know, who knows what this, what it could have turned into for Jerry and Tristan. They'll don't, they'll never know. We'll never know. But a little bit of a disappointment there. And I also want to say one other thing is that because we we didn't have a podcast last week, as we mentioned about four times already, and the trade deadline was set for last Saturday. And no joke, I had multiple people text me after the trade deadline, being like oh shit, the trade deadline's over. I was about to make this trade or I was going to make this trade or, hey, I picked this guy up because someone else didn't have fab and I was going to trade him away. 
And people were like, my phone was blowing up, which is, you know, the exact opposite of what happened when I texted Jerry and Tristan. So I basically, you know, I thought it was kind of odd. It was on a Saturday anyways. I mean, basically there are already games happen on Thursday and there's games going to happen on Sunday. It's kind of weird to have it in between. So actually I just moved it um, to this morning, I believe. So the trade deadline's over. We'll talk about a couple of trades that happened. But what I wanted to say is that the people who were a part of those trades, none of them texted me. So the people who texted me about trades, none of them actually made trades. Yeah. What the so fuck's up with that? You do extra work for nothing. Yeah, I know, man. It's it's just crazy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy world out there, Eric. But no, there's uh, no respect for heard, us, you know. The, yeah, the ones I mean, running the league or running the podcast. No respect. I know, man. It's, it's or you know, running the Discord. It's it's ridiculous. But you know, I'm gonna get off my high horse over here, Eric. I think you had something else that you wanted to add to this conversation. Yeah, you know, I've been called a lot of things in my life, Connor. You know, like unathletic. Josh Allen. Gay. Whoa. But, you know, <laughs> you could also add, now you could add bully to that list. You know, apparently, I'm not going to name names, but, you know, there's some members of the league who think, y'all, you know, Eric's, he, he, you know, being a little too harsh on the podcast. And, you know, to that, I got to say, you know, what is this? That Eric Erickson is politically correct league? Like, come on. You, you guys clearly aren't listening to this for our fancy advice because you blow off all this knowledge that me and Connor are dropping on you every week. There's a reason we're both nine and three. Exactly. So, you know, you got to come for the hot takes and that's what I'm dropping. So I'm still going to bring the fire and I know Connor is too. You know, you know, it's actually, and, crazy uh, you to know, me. those soft members of our league can take a hike. When, when you were a kid, did, were you the one getting bullied or were you a bully when you were like in elementary school? Uh, I'm sure you can uh, answer that yourself, but uh, okay, uh, never mind. You know, uh, sorry, I, I didn't. I, I didn't mean to give you PTSD. I don't want to bring up bad memories. I think I gotta go see my therapist now. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, seriously, the name of the league is Eric Erickson is gay. You don't hear me complaining about that. I mean, you kind of just did when you said it was <laughs> Eric Erickson isn't politically correctly. So I mean, <laughs> so, seriously. Let's hope they forgot what you just said a minute ago. Yeah, I mean, let's just, they're probably sick of us ranting now. So let's just jump into uh, the pod now. Let's, we'll get it kicked off with the Week 12 recap. And uh, Breakdown had some big upsets this week. And uh, let's jump right into one of those. Spencer took down Jerry, 89.1 to 83.7. Uh, this was the lowest scoring game of the season for Jerry and his second straight week under 90. So... What was that? I think Jerry had a five-game winning streak that was snapped by Spencer, who uh, had some big performances. Odell Beckham Jr. gave him seventeen point one points, and uh, that was his highest-scoring game. Uh, yeah, you know what's two. crazy is that uh, last week Jerry played the Packers D on bye, and I was like, I thought that was odd, an odd decision, but you know his team's been rolling lately, so maybe you can make the argument that a defense is a hindrance. And this week, it was proven correct that defense is a hindrance because the Packers' D got negative four points. Uh, I'm not really sure why he felt the need to start the Packers' D against San Francisco. San Francisco is just so much a, a better team, and we all saw that um, in the primetime game. So I think that's a big questionable decision by Jerry, but he did get a little unlucky. I think that James White scoring only .4 points is just uh, real unfortunate. Yeah, Lamar Jackson gave him a chance on uh, the Monday night game, 36.1 points. And uh, 23.9 from Nick Chubb, but uh, after that, no one really produced for him. His highest score after Jackson and Chubb was Cooper Cup at 6.5. Uh, 
Uh, so a rough week for Jerry's team there. Um, he still sits in first place atop the standings and you know, still is looking uh, prime for that first round bye. But a uh, big upset there for Spencer. Uh, moving on to our next upset here. Um, 2007 Tostitos Fiesta Bowl upset. It was uh, Tristan uh, with the big win. He uh, didn't respond to Connor, but he did pick up a, te- uh, a win this week. 97.4 to 93.6 over Hovey. Uh, a big, a huge win for Tristan here. He he snaps a five-game losing streak and moves out of the EIG cellar. Uh, for Hovey, it was his second straight game under 100 after his previous four, four weeks. He scored at least 115 in all those matchups. Uh, looking at Hovey's team, Mike Thomas and Jameis Winston both had big days, uh, going over 20 points each, but his only other double-digit score was Kareem Hunt with 11.6. Um, so... A little bit of a stinker for Hovey there. Uh, I got to say, Tristan with uh, his second flex starting Russell Gage got him 11.6 points. Uh, that was a nice play there. Russell Gage over Cole Beasley. Yeah, I mean, Cole Beasley did end up having 16.6 points. Uh, True, so but if you ask me that any week, I'm choosing Cole Beasley. Yeah, you know, come on, four for 27 million or whatever he's got there. How can you not start him? Uh all right, moving on to our next matchup here. Uh, this was a shocker t- to me as I took down Ben, and we got the Apple Cup preview here. Yeah, because the Husky beat the Cougar. Eric beats Ben 83.3 to 60.4. Let's go, dogs! So I can't say I didn't think I had any chance of winning this week as I had uh, six players on by and a lot of my big-name players. But uh, Ben's team put up an absolute stinker. It was the lowest-scoring week of the season for both teams. Throw your dubs up. I, dogs. I, I started two players who scored zero points. Uh, Jordan Wilkins and Cameron Bray both get me zero, but uh, Baker Mayfield with 23.5 and Devontae Parker and John Brown in double digits both helped me out there. Whose house? <laughs> for, for Ben, looking at his team, Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, and Amari Cooper combined for 7.9 points, uh, including a big gold zero for Amari Cooper. So uh, not his week there. And uh, hopefully uh, that will be the same you can say about the Cougs on Friday. But uh, I, don't know, know. Uh, I don't know how confident I'm feeling about that game. Well, one thing I'm going to add to that is that uh, the first Apple Cup I ever went to, uh, I, I was in Pullman. I sat in the Cougar student section and the entire student section threw snowballs at the bands and both bands it, it just started as like the husky band just got started getting pelted with snowballs and then the coog band came over to defend the husky band and this cougar student section was like all right you know friendly fire they just kept throwing you know and then the guy came on on the announcer was like please stop throwing snowballs and then they literally did not give a shit and then that's also the only time i've ever seen a line out the door for at a liquor store Nice, good, good old Apple Cup fun there. Uh, moving on to our next matchup here, uh, Connor. You called this one the Dog Green Scramble. You damn right, I did. Uh, can you explain? Uh, nah, it's all right. Dog Green, Dog Green is not <laughs> open. Dog Green is not open. Uh, so Connor takes down Curtis, one hundred fifteen point two to seventy point five. Uh, Connor, I'll give, I'll let you uh, give the breakdown on this one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty basic. Uh, my team is essentially Christian McCaffrey and a revolving door of other players. 
Um, he's just been ridiculous for me this year. I still think saying that Dalvin Cook is the MVP so far is ridiculous. Uh, even if you include draft capital, I mean, the fact that McCaffrey basically scores 27.5 points a game. Um, I mean, I think that that's like, you know, that's worth so many points. So uh, I'm not really sure. Um, not really sure about that whole decision that we, I think you and Joe made that uh, MVP choice. Uh, anyways, you know, I was a little disappointed with Jalen Samuels. Uh, I think I'm just going to start opting out of the Steelers backfield. Uh, it just seems like it's too unpredictable. Um, and actually after the Thursday night game, if anyone knows, Zach Pascal scored zero points. He had one target for zero points. I thought that was a great matchup. Houston does not have a good pass defense. T.Y. Hilton's coming back from an injury, and Brian Hoyer is not playing. Jacoby Brissett was in. Actually, I watched that game from my hotel in Missouri, and the whole time I was looking for Zach Pascal, and I could not find him. And the one target he got was like three minutes left in the game. So kind of a dud. And I actually, truthfully, I thought I was in a little bit of trouble seeing as I had a player score zero points, uh, but I was able to take the victory. Uh, Curtis's team kind of just didn't show up. I mean, I know the Seahawks won, but Russell Wilson only had 9.5 points. Uh, I'm not really sure what's going on with the Lions, but uh, I think Kenny Galladay is trending down now, um, which is kind of unfortunate for him. And, uh, you know, he's starting Darius Geis in the flex, which is just uh, kind of unfortunate. So overall, a solid win by me, and that win actually puts me in the fight for a first round by the playoffs. Yeah, big win for Connor. Uh, yeah, Curtis's team, only two players in double figures, Edelman and Miles Sanders. He actually had more players on his bench in double figures than in his starting lineup. Uh, so a rough one there. And, uh, yeah, Pascal hurt a little bit by Hilton, but Calvin Ridley had a big day, 19.5, or 19 points, and then 29.8 for McCaffrey, uh, as you, you know, there actually – there was a moment early on, I think it was like Sunday morning, where I thought my bench would outscore my starters because um, Tyler Boyd had a good day, which is kind of unusual. Uh, I actually almost played him but over Jamison Crowder, but I probably should have played him over Zach Pascal. And I believe Jerry dropped Rashad Penny – or Hobie um, dropped Rashad Penny. Oh, Hobie did. Okay, Hobie dropped Rashad Penny, um, and I just saw him like Saturday, and I was like, oh, I should probably pick him up. You never know what's going to happen. He had 18.9 points. I, I think we all watched the game besides you, because you're you know, not a Homer fan, which is ridiculous. You're from Seattle. But anyways, um, I Chris Carson had two fumbles, so Rashad Penny got a lot of playing time, and they, uh, they were pretty much up the whole game, so they ran the ball a lot. I'm not really sure if Rashad Penny's safe moving forward. I'm going to have to see how the next couple weeks play out. Uh, but I'm real pumped that he's on my squad. Yeah, for sure. It might be more of a – sound. I don't know. It sounds like a lot of talks of maybe it trending more towards like a 50-50 or 60-40 split uh, for Carson as opposed to kind of what he was doing before, um, getting the majority of the carries there. So curious to see what happens with the Hawks running backs moving forward. Uh, but looking at our next matchup, we got the battle of the Jay Bronies. That's Joe taking on Jordan and Joe with the – Nice victory here, 138 to 116.7. Uh, it's a second straight win for Joe. He gets two big performances from Chris Godwin and Allen Robinson. They combined for 56 points there. And uh, for Jordan, he gets a big game out of Mark Ingram on Monday, but uh, Joe's team just uh, had a really big week this week, so not much he could do there. And uh, last but not least, uh, we had... A big win for McCory. He snaps his six-game losing streak against Chris. He wins 140.9 to 116. McCory was the highest scorer of the week, and that was his highest-scoring game of the season. And DJ Moore, Jarvis Landry, and Leonard Fournette each scored two touchdowns. 
So huge games across the board for those guys. Chris even scored a ton of points. He was the fourth highest scorer this week. Derrick Henry had a great day. Same with DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Brown. I mean, I think Chris's team really showed up. It's just unfortunate that he ran into a brick. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was Chris's highest scoring game since week six. Uh, but even with that, he drops his fifth straight, falling to two and ten. And I'd love to see at the end of the year if we could uh, – we'll have to compare that trade again. I feel like that Derrick Henry – uh, Zeke trade bomb uh, might not be as one-sided as we thought. Yeah, I guess maybe, but uh, I don't know. We'll, we can revisit that at a later time. Yeah, I guess maybe. I don't know. That's actually what a girl told me when I asked her out last week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would. if you would have heard that from Tristan and Jerry, you would have you know, felt a little better about yourself. Uh, you I mean, it would have been a response. You couldn't even get one of those out of them. It would have it been words. I would have I appreciated words. Uh, but, uh, Connor, I got to give you some props as well. Uh, you know, besides earning a win in the EIG this week, you also took down the FanDuel contest. Uh, this is your first dub of the season there. Um, any thoughts on, on the, on your squad's performance in that one? Yeah, man. I thought it was bullshit. Only, uh, five people joined one time. I have a fucking goods team <laughs> and only five people joined. I thought we had like seven or eight. Uh, you know, all I want to say is that I played Ryan Tannehill, and he got me 32 points. So I'm a fucking genius, and uh, I knew that was going to happen. I had Derrick Henry, who had 28, Jarvis Landry with 31.8. I had Calvin Ridley with 19. I had the Seattle Seahawks defense with 17. Even with a couple duds uh, like Tyrell Williams and Jacob Hollister, my team was able to just be very dominant. Uh, Daily fantasy is a lot more fun when you win. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And nice pickup for you there. And uh, this week there is actually going to be two contests. There's actually a Thursday night or a Thursday contest, Thanksgiving. So it's just the three Thanksgiving days. Which is uh, an games. awesome idea, by the way. That's a great idea. And uh, we'll also have the Sunday slate as well. So two contests there, five bucks each. Uh, make sure you get your Thursday one in before the game kicks off tomorrow. And uh, Sunday um, before the games kick off as well. And uh, Connor, I'm going to kick it right back over to you. You got some updates on the uh the league sheet yeah i mean we do have a google doc uh showing about everyone's total earnings over the year uh, I, I don't think we've referenced it enough on the podcast we've had so much other things to talk about um but we've had it going for a couple of years it's a great way to kind of mix things up every week and to disperse some of the winnings away from just the top three so just give it a quick update um basically let's see uh, i think it's really interesting that jerry has already made a hundred bucks uh, so far, so he's paid for his buy-in, um, and that's if um, his regular season year-long bounties hold for the year, which I know some of them are going to um, hold as well. So I'm going to post this in the Discord again. I, I know it was posted uh, probably at the very beginning of the year, so just people get a quick reminder. There are some bounties left, and actually, just as a quick PSA, um, after this week, those bounties are going to be locked in. So. Um, I last time I checked it, I believe it was week nine. Um, so th- hopefully after this weekend, I'll, I'll double, I'll uh, finalize those those winners, and then you'll get to see that money at the end of the year. I also wanted to add that this week is rivalry week, which is something we've been doing for a couple years now. I think the, I remember the first time we did rivalry week, you actually stole money from your rival, and. I think I forget who it was, but someone asked on Facebook back when we were doing this on Facebook about what happens if, you know, someone if you lose rivalry week and then you also lose all the weekly challenges and you don't make it in the top three. 
And I very vividly and strongly remember myself saying, if you actually, if that happens to you, you don't deserve to play fantasy football. And fucking the first year we had the Google <laughs> Doc that happened to me. Okay. So it's, it's, it, there's historic proportions here and it should be fun. I think that uh, we always kind of mix it up with the rivals. So this week, uh, I'm going to announce the rivals. So the way it's going to work is that you're not playing them directly, but it's whoever has the, the most points between the two of you will get $10 added to your total earnings for the year. So the first set of rivals, obviously, it's the clash of the co-hosts. It's Connor versus Eric. I believe your rivals historically have uh, been your brother, but we're going to mix it up a little bit. I feel like you and I, we, you know, we box every week. We, uh, you know, I feel like I got a great left hook. You know, and you're all about the jab. So, you know, we're a good combination. It's going to be a solid showdown. Like Coming it. in at, at the second rivals, we got Joe versus Spencer, the Muckle Teal Madness. I figured these guys go way back. So we might as well pit them against each other. They got tons of history. I'm sure they've probably made out before. Who knows? Am I going to watch it? Probably. Uh, we also have the third set of rivals, the Hazari Hazard. It's Jordan versus Ben. Historically, we split them up as well. I think Ben was a rival with Jerry and Jordan. I forget, maybe Curtis. I forget. Um, but anyways, let's let's have the Hazari household go at it. Hopefully, this means that they're going to be arguing over the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving dinner table. You know, talking some smack, talking about you know what do they like about Donald Trump? I know Jordan's a huge Trump <laughs> fan, so that's probably going to come up a lot. Uh, the fourth rival we have here is it's the ghetto ghosters. It's Jerry and Tristan. You fuckers ghosted me. <laughs> now you're rivals. Suck my ass. Coming in number five, we got the squad mate squabble. Squabble. Squad mate squabble. Sorry. Uh, for those dog green fans out there, you know. Got, you know, got to take, uh, you know. Uh, anyways, it's Curtis versus Chris. Uh, we play this kind of like game online together sometimes. So we're like a squad together. It's World War II. Don't worry about it. Anyways, coming at the, the sixth set of rivals, it's going to be the shout out showdown. It's Holy versus McCory. These guys can't stop giving each other shout-outs or shout-outing themselves, as Hobie was doing the other week on the podcast. I figured the best way to decide who's the best shout-outer is to have them go against each other in Rivalry Week. So once again, the way it works, uh, I'll post these in the Discord. If you score more points than your rival, you will get 10 points for your total earnings. And, uh, yeah, the you can find the sheet in the Discord uh, currently if you go to the Articles channel. In the Discord, it's uh, people never go to that. Back when we had yeah. articles, yeah, no one ever goes there. So, but it's in there, so it's the first one. You always know where to find it if you're ever curious about uh, taking a look at the sheet and seeing where you're at as far as your earnings this year. Right. I just want to quickly add that Chris, Curtis, Jordan, and Spencer are the only people who have zero dollars. So, uh, hopefully, you guys can win your you know your rivalry games. Maybe uh, you'll get a year long bounty uh, this week. So uh, there is still hope. Uh, but yeah, not looking too great for you guys. We have still some money to be earned there for those guys. Uh, but we got a lot to look at here with our next uh, part of the show. That's the playoff picture. And as we're wrapping up here now, the last week of the regular season, you can really take a look at what all is on the line. And uh, a lot to get into here um, regarding the top two seeds as well as the number six seed in the playoff standings. And uh, we're, we're also going to take a look at the toilet bowl breakdown and see who is potentially going to earn themselves a buy in that first round of the toilet bowl bracket. Uh, but let's start with the most important, the top of the bracket here, the playoff standings. Um, looking at our top six teams. Uh, as far as uh, the whole breakdown here, 
for the top two seeds, there's four teams who are all looking to earn those top two seeds. That's uh, myself and Connor, Jerry, and Hobie. For the fifth spot, it looks like Joe has pretty much got that number five seed locked up. Yeah, um, I was trying to figure it out today. I feel like it's it's def- it's a definite. Yeah, it would have to, you'd have to have a, a big stinker of a week or an absolutely huge week to move up or down the standings. It's it's going to be pretty tough for that to happen. So he's pretty much got that fifth spot locked up. And then for the sixth seed, we got four teams all um, vying for that last spot, which goes to the most points scored. Um, that's not already in the playoffs on which, record. So I got to say, that's one of my favorite changes we've made to the league recently. I, I think it was about two or three years ago. I think that was awesome, and it makes it so. I mean, look, we have four. It's, it's the last week of the regular season. We have four teams who could possibly make the playoffs. I think that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Just to have that. I mean, I I think it's I think it's probably the best uh, change we've made, and it's you know keeping a lot of teams in contention. So those four teams battling for that last spot is McCory, Ben, Spencer, and Curtis. But let's start with the top of the, the standings here, and, and we're gonna break down. Um, for each of those four people we mentioned earlier, myself, Connor, Jerry, and Hovey, what what they need to do to earn a top two seed. So uh, currently, you know, Jerry took the L last week, but he still sits atop the standings. You know, for Jerry, if Jerry wins this week, he facing he's facing Hovey. He is the number one seed. And if Jerry loses by sixty one point six points or less, and Eric and Connor both lose, he's also still the number one seed. And if Jerry loses. And Connor and I both win, he would be in a number three seed. So it's probably going to be either number one seed or number three seed for Jerry. I don't know. I may have this wrong. He could maybe end up at the number two seed, but I think it's pretty unlikely, just based on the amount of points he's scored. Right, right. Yeah, he's either going to get the number one seed off uh, record or the three seed based off of record. No, one seed based off points, third seed based off record. Something yeah, like that. For sure. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, but and uh, now just moving down the standings, I currently sit in second. For me, if I win and Connor loses, uh, I'm the number two seed. If both of us win, I currently have a 30.7 point lead on Connor. So I would just need to make sure he doesn't outscore me by that much. If we both win and I still keep my points lead, then I would be the number two seed and Connor would be as the number three. And I could fall as low as the number four seed. So I'm going to be anywhere from number two to number four based on what happens this week. Yeah, and, you, well, you could be at the first seed if uh, Jerry and I lose. That is true. So I could be at the number one seed as well if Hovey were yeah. to beat Jerry and you lose as well. So I didn't think of that, but thanks for pointing that out. No worries. I do think it's funny uh, for those of you at home who are listening or you know, maybe you're in your cubicle. Maybe, you know, you're at Thanksgiving dinner and your uncle, you know, is talking some mad shit and, you know, your aunt starts yelling at him and you, you pull out your phone. You start listening to the podcast. Eric wrote uh, this little section in the third person and then he had to convert it from the first person on the fly. So I just want to give you props real quick. <laughs> yeah, I realized, I realized that. I was like, why did I write it like this? But you're like, I, figured yeah, it you, out. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> But uh, for for Connor, it's pretty much the same situation as as myself. If he wins and I lose, and he's the number two seed, if we both win, and he's got to outscore me by that thirty point seven point lead I have, and uh, same thing. If Hovey wins and he wins, then and I lose, then he would be the number one seed. So same thing. He can range anywhere from number one seed to number four seed, depending on what happens this week. And uh, for Hovey. If he wins and Connor and I both lose, he would be the number one seed. If uh, if both Eric and 
Jesus, see, I I fucked myself up talking about myself. If, <laughs> I just I just tried to give you props, man. Now you fucked it up. If Connor and I both win, Hovey can't be a top two seed because he's one game behind currently. So he needs one of uh, Connor and I to lose in order to get one of those first two spots. So and then so if he wins and one of uh, Connor and I lose, then he would be the number two seed. So just right. all of us are currently in the situation right. where we can be anywhere from the number one seed. Uh, to the number four seed, which I right. think is pretty also, crazy. It, it actually that is crazy too. I mean, the fact that we have a pretty big competition for the top two spots as well as for the final spot, I think is crazy. But you actually also missed a scenario. So if if Jerry and Hovey tie, um, and then if I outscore, if I win, um, and I outscore my opponent by seventy two point eight points, and if you also win, uh, but you only win by about one point seven points, Jordan Hazari will give Chris Smart a hand job. Oh, nice. So uh, lots of lots of group four on that one. So uh, you may need to post that one in the Discord as well so we can all follow along. Just for clarity, sure. Uh, and then we mentioned earlier that fifth spot is likely going to go to Joe. Probably not going to be any movement there. Uh, so that moves us to our number six spot. So we mentioned earlier the four teams are McCory, Ben, Spencer, and Curtis. Um, out of those four... Um, AMAC currently leads them all with 1,328.1 points. So he is ahead of Ben by 35.5 points, Spencer by 44.1 points, and Curtis by 55.5 points. So for those four teams this week, the outcome of their game, the win, who they're facing, and if they win or lose doesn't matter at all. They just need to, uh, if for McCory, he's wanting to hold on to his points lead. For the other three, they're hoping to catch up to him and pass him in order to earn that last playoff spot. Uh, because Joe has a 54.2 point lead on McCory. So unless um, AMAC outscored him by that much, then uh, Joe would stay as that number five speed and the rest of those people would be battling out for the sixth spot. Um, do, you, do you have a pick as who you think will end up earning that last spot? Uh, yeah, I'm actually, uh, I think that, uh, I think that Ben is my dark horse right now. Um, last week, Spencer was my dark horse to make the playoffs, but the way that the, uh, wins and losses went last week, it's actually pretty tough for Spencer and Curtis to overcome 44 plus points over McCory. McCory has a decent squad. So if anyone, it's going to be Ben and, uh, Ben, you know, he, uh, he actually sends me decent trade offers, unlike McCory. So I'm rooting for him. Yeah, I don't know. I think on this one, I I just think 30, 35.5 points is going to be a lot to overcome. I mean, it's I, more I than 33.7, think... right? It is, it is. And uh, I don't think McCory's team is that great, and I think you know Ben's team is pretty solid. But uh, I just don't know if, if he'll be able to overcome that big of a deficit. That that uh, huge week for McCory last week, 140 points. Yeah, that was, um, that was really nuts. paid off big for him. And you know, I, I got to call out, I got to call out McCory here. Because, Again, for the seventh time. All right. <laughs> because, you know, I texted him. Everyone feel free to mute the podcast for the next 10 minutes. I'm going to take a seat. I texted him the other day on uh, on Sunday, you know, giving, giving his team some props, you know, for their big week, you know, putting them back in playoff contention. You know, after he, even though he had dropped six straight, as, you know, off the points he had scored, he's still in, still in it for that last spot. And he texted me back after I gave him props saying, wait, what? I'm still in the race? <laughs> and I, so I was like this guy doesn't even know the rules of the league <laughs> and so i was like are you serious and he goes yeah i stopped looking wow wow you know great dedication from our league member here 
Wow. Who's, uh, you know, looking like he's going to make the playoffs. So I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing for everyone, the other five teams who make it in. But uh, we'll have to see you what know, happens this week. I'm so happy I said I was, I'm rooting for Ben because there's no goddamn way I'm rooting for McCoy after hearing that. All right. That just that grinds my gears, you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And uh, one last interesting note here about uh, some of those teams currently battling it out for that last spot. You know, we haven't we haven't looked at the Fantasy Pros power rankings in a while. Yeah, because they're but, garbage, bro. Uh, Dude, Fantasy know. Pros projected that me and Chris would have the exact same record at the end of the regular season. Do you remember that? Hi. <laughs> I don't. I don't. But okay. I'll, all right. You know what? Next podcast, I'm gonna go back. It said that I think I was like five and one, and he was like one and five, and it was like we're both gonna end up as at six and five. And I was no, like, I think it total bullshit. It, I think it projected over like the last four games. It was gonna it, it project you guys yeah, both it, at yeah, two and, and was, two or something trash, like that. Because my team's nasty. So you know whatever fantasy bros. But anyways, in the current uh, rest of season rankings, Ben is was ranked as the number one team, and Curtis is number four. So. Uh, potential that both of those teams could miss the playoffs. Um, so just wanted to note that there. Um, but last, that 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 does it for the the playoff standings that people care about. But no, we also have the toilet bowl breakdown, and uh, we got three teams who are all in contention for that buy in the toilet bowl. And that's Chris, Tristan, and Jordan. Uh, Chris locks it up. If with the loss this week, Chris would be the finishing last place for the regular season, so he would lock up that. Toilet bowl, that toilet bowl buy. If he wins, he would have to outscore Jordan by 38.2 points to avoid a toilet bowl buy. And then that leaves Tristan and Jordan battling for the final spot. Jordan currently holds a 13.1 point lead on Tristan. So either of them can avoid a buy with the win and the other losing. If both of them win, Jordan holds that 13.1 point lead. So Tristan would have to um, at least beat him, outscore him by that to. Uh, avoid earning a buy in the toilet bowl. So on the topic of the toilet bowl, we also wanted to throw out some ideas for last place punishment to kind of get that talk going, get you guys talking about it in the discord. I saw tonight uh, before we recorded, some people were talking about some stuff. Did you tell your brother that we were going to talk about it? No, I didn't. Oh, because I thought you had, because he brought I posted in the Discord idea. the other day um, asking for some ideas to kind of, you know, get our get our minds flowing about it. Um, but yeah, I saw he had like an idea of having the person do like an NFL combine. And post it on their uh, social media, do all the, I thought that's a decent idea. Yeah, I like it. Um, but yeah, we wanted to throw out some ideas to see, um, maybe get you guys to vote or give your opinions on some of the ones we bring up so we can uh, get that uh, last place punishment locked up so... Whenever whoever becomes toilet bowl champion will know what they have to do before the next season starts. So I'm gonna I'm excited to hear what you got, Connor. You didn't okay. put down the sheets. So I want to hear what you got for some. Well, punishment. I actually I, I didn't want to see what you put down. I want to take it off the cuff, but I, I I think I already saw one of them by like scrolling and stopping on accident. So um, actually, I'll, let's just talk about what I had. Most of them are are Instagram related because I kind of. Uh, I was kind of going with that same theme, but I like the idea of uh, maybe expanding into other social media platforms. So actually, I had one that was really similar to Joe, so I'm going to start off with that. Instead of doing an NFL combine, I thought it'd be fun to force someone to make an Instagram about being an NFL hopeful. So basically, instead of doing all the drills from the combine, the whole Instagram account would be you trying to 
uh, like get a tryout with an NFL team. So it wouldn't only be drills. You know, maybe you'd have pictures of you in front of CenturyLink. You know, you ever seen those pictures of guys and they're like staying there like just want to try out, you know. And, of course, they never get it and they're, you know, totally useless. I thought that would be kind of funny. Um, also, that would be a great idea if you had an Instagram, Instagram account and you were a vegan activist. You know, nice. you were just really anti-meat and, you know, you're all about eating, you know, legumes um, and all that garbage shit. Brussels I thought that would be sprouts. kind of funny. Dude, honestly, ro- roasted Brussels sprouts, a little bit of oil, it's pretty, pretty good. Um, other idea I had, I wanted to be, I thought it'd be interesting if it was like the Instagram to like change careers. Cause that's kind of how, um, I thought th- that's kind of how mine went. Like the first couple posts last year when I was the toilet bowl loser slash winner. And so I thought it'd be fun if you had, you were now starting a career as a disc jockey, as like a DJ, you know, you'd get like a DJ name and then, you know, maybe you'd make some beats, you know, you try to, maybe there'd be like, you know, at the local bar down the street or something, they have like an open mic night and, you know, your open mic, you like, you know, you're up there like, you know, uh, scratching, you know, that's what the young kids say. Head over and, to, to the three monkeys. Maybe, yeah. Go down to three monks and uh, uh, scratch it. You know, I mean, they have karaoke every night except for the night that we go. Um, also, that'd be cool if you uh, if we were forced to start a TikTok and become a content creator. So this is a little bit more like, hey, do whatever whatever you want, but you're trying to like make it big as a TikTok content creator. I thought that'd be real fun to watch. And then finally, my last one I had, I've, I think that I'm already over five. Um, actually, no, that no, that, I'm not. This is the fifth. Uh, would be have an Instagram account about being a street clown and trying to peddle for cash. I thought that'd be kind of fun. So. Uh... It's five super solid. I, I like the TikTok idea. Uh, if any of you guys like any of those ones that Connor make sure, that Connor just said, make sure you uh, you know give your thoughts in the Discord so you can see what everyone else thinks about it. Maybe we can lock up one of those as our last place punishment idea. I had five as well. I tried to do this like five completely different things, kind of different from what you did last year. Um, just kind of get some variety here. Nice. My, I like my, it. my first one was to publish an EIG children's book. So you'd write a children's book. We could say it could set it at like 10 pages. The theme would be the EIG and the 2019 season. And then we'd get it published and we could give it to the league champion. And, you know, if this if we really liked it, then maybe we could, you know, build a library of EIG children's <laughs> books every year. That's what we do. And then the champion kind of has a memento um, for their championship season uh, is, like of it. the children's book. Uh, my second idea was you'd have to run a lemonade stand for the day. We could set like a time limit of like four hours or six hours or something like that. And then the members, the other members of the league, they get to uh, choose your outfit and provide the signage that you would have on your lemonade stand. So nice. you'd have to provide like video or photo evidence of the day. And then all the sales that you would make, we could choose like a charity to donate it to or like maybe Fuck that. put it into like some type of league prize or league award or something for the league. Yeah, it's going to pay my bar tab. Yeah, exactly. So we could, uh, you know, the money that you make, we could find something, some use for that uh, for the league. My next idea was that whoever wins the league would get to pick a design that you would have shaved into your head. Wait. <laughs> so it'd be like on the side of your head, they'd get whoa. to pick something. Maybe whoa, make it whoa. like something that you could go into work with. Dude, not everyone, okay, dude, not Eric, not everyone has a buzz cut like you, okay? Some of us have some sweet locks. I can't be messing up this. I guess it's not going to be me. Yeah, that's a great idea, actually. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Uh, so yeah, the winner would get to pick pick what it is, and then you would just go get it done. You know, take a picture, go on, go on with your. You know, your hair would grow back, so it wouldn't be there for super long. So, not the worst idea. Uh, my next one is that uh, you would have to frame a fat head of whoever the league winner is in like your room or your office or wherever you have space for it. So the whoever wins the league would get to like pick a picture of them that you'd then have to get uh, blown up as a fat head. And then for the, until the next season starts, you'd have to have it up in your office or wherever. I like that. It's nice. And I, homage to the winner. Exactly. And then I couldn't really think of a good last idea. So I thought like, you know, maybe we could have the, whoever gets last place. We could have some type of EIG meetup this summer, whether it's like the draft or maybe even something before that. And then have them buy like the pizza or the food or whatever um, for when we meet up. So those are my five ideas. Uh, so yeah, if you guys like any of those, make sure you let us know in the discord or if you have other ideas that we didn't bring up here, um, like Joe did with the combine, make sure you throw it in the discord and, um, get the conversation going. Yeah. We we need the, uh, the EIG creative committee. Uh, and I mean, Tristan and Curtis to come up with some good ideas. And, uh, Connor, you got some more league announcements, some stuff to go over here before we dive into, um, this week's waivers and then the previews. That's right. So just a couple announcements. Um, once again, we're having our end of season league meetup at Art Marble 21 uh, or Art 21 Marble uh, or 21 Art Marble. I forgot the 21, so I don't know where it goes. It's still going on December 21st at 6 p.m. Uh, I'm actually flying in at 4.30 into SeaTac uh, from Spokane. It's a quick hop, not that bad. Uh, so I should be able to make that. I might be a little late, uh, but either way, it will be a lot of fun to see all you guys's ugly faces we can talk about the league i can i can talk about how i'm in the finals um it'll be fun i also think we should finalize if we if we're still not sure on a last place punishment it'd be a great place to finalize it where we have everyone in one place not everyone i think you know most people whoever can make it um that'll be a lot of fun looking at the future though the future of the league in general you know eric and i um we're always trying to make you know think of new ways to make this league fun to expand it i think a lot of the changes we've made over the past couple years have increased the uh the skill level of the entire league and participation so i think that you know we're trending in the right direction um i think we should investigate potentially moving to a different platform i know we've been on espn since 2007 i didn't know that until we did trivia but that's good to know uh but the problem with espn is not that uh you can't really customize things as, as much as i'd like i've heard good things about the sleeper app um or you know maybe there's something else out there i haven't really looked but i'm definitely going to take a, a gander out there and see if there's a better option for us uh, though one thing I do like about ESPN is that the way that for some reason I really like how the way that they display players like when you're trying to pick someone up I, I really like that so um, just like kind of an option if you guys have any good ideas please let me know um, once again you know uh, Eric you know I think if I'm, I could ask him but I already know his, how he feels I know he wants to eliminate kickers and defenses from the league entirely is that correct kickers for sure defenses I'm up for I'm, I'm blase on that one, but oh, blase. Sure. yeah, you know, I actually think we should go, we should revert the changes this year where we have half point kickers. I think we should go back to full point kickers because having half point kickers, I mean, basically you, you have the number one kicker. He scores four and a half points. You have the number 15 kicker. He scores three points. It's not really relevant anymore. And I think that actually there is some skill to choosing a kicker. 
Um, you want someone obviously who can score, but also in an offense that's not you know top tier. Some someone that, that you know an offense that gets you to the thirty yard line and then a, you know a lay that can make it. So I don't know. That's how I feel. But uh, I'd love to hear you guys' opinions on that about maybe reverting that change. Uh, we'll p- probably decide this democratically. Um, other changes also that we've kind of talked about are maybe introducing two quarterbacks. That might be kind of fun, you know. So there'd be twenty four quarterbacks played every week. That'd be kind of be nuts, but it could be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, maybe introducing keepers as well. I think we've talked about that a little bit um, in the past about trying to have a little bit of turnover from year to year being like, hey, I really like this guy. I want to keep him. Maybe that's a possibility. And I know that actually there is a type of league out there where you sign people to contracts. uh, So you hold them maybe for three or four years. Um, Oh, man, my monitor just. Okay, we're good, actually. Sorry. Uh, signing people to contracts, my monitor just cut out. <laughs> I haven't touched anything in a while. Uh, to contracts, so the way it works is that at the very beginning there'd be an auction, and then you know at the very end of the year, you maybe your contract would go up. So there'd be you'd be bidding on people's whose contracts had expired, and then there'd be a draft every year, but you'd only draft rookies. So like let's say a couple years ago, you know you picked up Christian McCaffrey uh, in the first round of the rookie draft. You own him for four years. And then, you know, once after four years, he's obviously, you know, outperforming his rookie contract, which is not going to be that much money. So, yeah, the whole salary cap part also takes a role. I forgot to mention that. So then he would hit free agency and then everyone would bid on him to try to give him the best contract. And there's actually a program that will decide which contract they accept. So there is, um, you know, it's not like we're having someone role play Christian McCaffrey. There's some uh, science to it. So that could also be really fun. Um, And actually, one other thing I wanted to add is that. And I think this is I think this is going to be added no matter what. I just think it's a great idea. I was talking about this with Eric maybe a month ago, but uh, you know we had these year long bounties that no one really cares about. Like no one really gives a shit about the longest touchdown catch. You know, or, I mean it's just like it's there and it's money, but no one you know you're not like shooting for it. But I think it'd be a lot of fun to have a bounty called the EEIG Public Relations Bounty. It's a year long challenge to spread the good word of EEIG in real life. And there'd be like, let's say a 40 buck, uh, you know, reward, but mostly the reward would be from the funny shit that people would do to win the bounty. For example, let's say you go down to the Moda Center or, you know, if you're a true fan, you call it the Rose Garden. You go see a Blazers game, right? Well, they got that big screen in the middle. Let's say, you know, during a timeout, they start showing people in the stands. I, I'm there, right? I'm there with all these girls. You know, there's like three girls with me. I have them. You know, they're, they're all – all three of them have their cameras looking at the Bigatron. And, you know, we're all dancing, having a good time. So the camera comes to us. Me and these three girls are now on the big screen. And I put up a sign that says, you know, EEIG forever. And then they get a picture of me on the, on the big screen. And that would be like, you know, trying to expand, the, you know, the public relations of the league. So it would be like what is the dumbest shit that we could think of? To make fools out of ourselves for the sake of EEIG, I think that'd be a lot of fun, and I think it'd be you know something that we could definitely laugh about a lot. So uh, look for that in the future. Also, I just wanted to say that you know I think that league participation was at an all-time high this year, even though McCory's obviously not paying attention to his team. But you know, besides McCory, I think it's been very, very solid. So I just really just want to say thank you to everyone for making this league as fun as it's been. Uh, this is probably my, so far my favorite year of the uh, EEIG league. Um, so I agree. Just, that's just for me. And then a quick reminder, the toilet bowl is done manually. E- uh, ESPN does not allow me to customize the consolation bracket. So uh, we'll have a separate bracket. Uh, I'll probably uh, build it on PowerPoint or paint. You know, I'm a paint master, so probably paint. 
and I'll post that in the Discord so we can keep track. So, and I, I, I believe I can actually change who they play, who, who, who people are playing, but only after the week's over. So um, it may not always be accurate on ESPN, but uh, be on the lookout for the Toilet Bowl bracket for the official, um, uh, you know, find out who's playing who and see who's going to get that last place punishment. So. And, oh, uh, we have one, one more, more thing. thing. Yeah, sorry. Oh, my bad. Uh, this is a PSA uh, that tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, you know, hopefully you guys uh, have a good time with your families. But just wanted to add that there are football games on tomorrow starting at 9.30 a.m. Chicago's playing Detroit. So make sure you have your lineup set by 9.30 if you have either of those teams or players in either of those, of those teams. Buffalo's playing Dallas at 1.30 and New Orleans is playing Atlanta at 5.20. So make sure your lineups are set. It's really odd to have three games on a Thursday, and I will definitely post this as a PSA in the Discord. All right, good stuff from Connor there. Let's jump into uh, this week, week 13, our last week of regular season. Started on Wednesday with the waiver wire ads. Uh, not a super busy um, waiver wire period, but our last one of the regular season here, our highest bid of the week, that went to Chris. He picked up Benny Snell for 50 bucks. Um, Connor, you weren't a huge fan of this one. I guess I'll just jump right into uh, you had it listed as your worst pickup. Yeah. Um, why weren't you a fan of this one? Um, I mean, I don't really have a problem with the, the $50. This late in the year, there's not a whole lot of money out there. And there's not a whole lot of players to pick up. But I just uh, – I kind of mentioned this when I was talking about my, my game last week. I'm not a big fan of the Steelers running back situation. You have James Conner. You have Benny Snell. You have Trey Edmonds. And you have Jalen Samuels. Um, I think Trey Edmonds had a really big week just you know the other week. I know Jalen Samuels did it as well. And now Benny Snell had a good week last week. It just seems like there's a lot of variance. And, you know, eventually James Conner is going to come back and all of a sudden those three guys are going to be useless. So – I, you know, I'm just not. I just don't ever see a situation where he plays Benny Snell. So I, I guess I'm just not a big fan. And uh, so that was our highest pickup of the week. Uh, ben also spent 21 bucks for Sam Darnold, and uh, Lame Gallman got picked up again uh, by Jerry. So he was at for zero. So some nice value there. Wow, Jerry zero got Lame after. Gallman for 180 dollars less than Joe. <laughs> so some nice value there for Jerry. Nuts. Um, yeah, let's get into our best pickups. Connor, who did you like this week? Uh, they're actually, I liked all the pickups. This is one of the few weeks. Well, I mean, Benny Snell was okay. But I thought that uh, it, it's probably just due to the fact that there's no one to pick up, that everyone who was picked up is going to be relevant. So I have it listed as Sam Darnold, Ryan Tannehill, and the Eagles defense. Uh, Ryan, uh, Sam Darnold's been on my team this year, I think maybe twice. I've always been a little bit of a fan of his. He actually, I thought he was going to be, uh, you know, a pretty decent quarterback this year. Turns out I was totally wrong. And that was actually uh, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. But what can you do? Uh, ben got him for 21 bucks. I think that's solid. He has a very decent playoff schedule. The Jets offense is cooking lately, which is great to see. So I think that was a really uh, good ad by Ben. He can definitely play Sam Darnold uh, next couple of weeks. I also like the Ryan Tannehill pickup. That was done by yours truly, me. I'm actually kind of surprised I got him. I think I got him for $0. Um, so I'm not really sure what y'all are doing. Uh, he had 35, 32 points last week or whatever. I mean, actually, he's been really solid since he took over the starting spot uh, for the Titans in place of Mariota. And I think that there's a, obviously a couple opportunities for me in the future to play him over Aaron Rodgers, who has been a little lackluster lately. So I'm a big fan of that. And coming in with the Eagles defense, I believe the Eagles are playing the Dolphins this week. Yeah, that's right. 
So anyone's playing the Dolphins is a great defensive uh, pickup. And I believe Ben picked up the Eagles. I'd have to look again. Uh, Jordan. But Jordan did. Okay. Well, never mind then. But anyways, uh, I like the Eagles defense this week uh, against the Dolphins. And actually, I believe I put in uh, a waiver for them. Um, I don't really remember. So maybe I didn't. Yeah, I like the my pickup, best pickup of the week. Maybe I like I, did. The, I like Tannehill as well. You know, as you mentioned, Rogers been real up and down this year, so having another guy you can maybe go to based on the matchup there. Uh, he's had Tennessee's offense playing pretty well, so I I like that pickup. And then you and he's he's getting uh, yards on the ground too. He's running yeah. the ball as well, so you know he's not necessarily throwing the ball like he's Aaron Rodgers, but um, he's he's definitely kind of reminds me of an Alex Smith. I'm not just saying that because they're both tall white guys. Um, but I think he's could easily be, you know, played this this year. If you look at his playoff schedule, he's uh, playing against Oakland, who gives up the fifth most points to quarterbacks. He's playing Houston, who gives up the eighth most points to quarterbacks, and then he's playing the Saints, who give up the twelfth most points to quarterbacks. So I really like that schedule, and uh, yeah, I think uh, I, for some reason I got him for zero dollars. I'm not sure if people just weren't paying attention, or maybe they everyone's already set a quarterback, and I'm the only one who needs one. Yeah, I like the Darnold pickup as well. He's been over 23 weeks in a row now. I think he's playing uh, Cincinnati this week. Uh, yeah, that's so going to be a big matchup, yeah. big time matchup there. And then Miami next week. So um, some nice matchups for Darnold there. Nice pickup for Ben. You mentioned your worst pickup already. I didn't even have anyone for worst pickup. Kind of like you said, there there's not much left. So there's not really tons of guys to really make a mistake on. But I saw, yeah, a lot of solid pickups all around. Um, mm-hmm. For everyone who made bids this week so uh, nothing to note there and uh, you mentioned earlier the trade deadline did pass this morning and uh, since the last time we had a podcast uh, there's a few deals that were made so the first one uh, was involving me, me I traded Robert Woods to McCory for Adam Thielen and uh, for me this is uh, when Thielen he was he was hurt that week I traded him and then he had a buy last week um, so I gave up Woods, who who did miss one game during that stretch, right. which was not expected, but he came back last week. For me, I was giving up Woods because um, McCory was looking for points now, obviously, in that right. playoff hunt for the sixth spot. Thielen wasn't doing him any good there, so I was uh, able to get him there and add him. It sounds like he may be back this week, so it could end up being paying off for me, um, but we'll have to see if he's able to go against the Seahawks on Monday uh, Connor, what do you think of this one? Uh, I think that Eric wins the trade, but I think it's pretty close. The fact that, you know, clearly McCory wants points now, um, giving away Adam Thielen uh, to you, I think makes sense for McCory. And obviously for you, you're going to make the playoffs, so you don't mind, if uh, you know, taking a guy who is, is a lot more talented than Robert Woods but missing a couple weeks. I think it makes sense for both sides, but I just feel like, uh, Jared Goff lately really sucks balls, and Adam Thielen um, is a stud, and Kirk Cousins is playing real well. So, even though I understand why the trade happened, I do think that it definitely favored you. Yeah, I'm hoping you know Thielen can come back this week on Monday. I got him in my starting lineup, so hopefully he was, he's able to go against the Seahawks there, um, and then uh, help me out in the fantasy yeah, playoffs. It's like- well, the thing is, it's like, okay, yeah, McCory, it makes sense that you took the points now to get to the playoffs, and I get that. But now you're in the playoffs, and you don't have Adam Thielen anymore. So, I don't know. It's just like, it's just tough. You know, that's just, it's just tough. It's tough. And our, our last deal of the season we had here, that was 
Joe, he traded Josh Allen to Hovey for Jonathan Williams, the Colts running back. Um, I think now if you look at it after that Thursday night game last week where Williams went for over 100 yards and scored a touchdown, you would say Joe won the trade. Yeah. Uh, I think but this maybe, happened before that, right? It happened before that, yeah. I think maybe right. even after time. I I can see why Hovey made the deal, but I'm still a little confused. He, he already has Jameis Winston as his quarterback. Not that Winston is – you know, phenomenal, but I don't think Allen is necessarily an improvement over Winston. If Winston was mm. kind of struggling, you know, he did, he's been pretty consistent, I would say. You know, he does throw a lot of interceptions, but, you know, he does throw for a lot of yards and touchdowns as well. So I don't think, you know, Winston has really been a hindrance to Hobie's team. And with running back just being a such a premium position, there's so few guys you can really count on. Uh, and with Marlon Mack out for... You know, the at least for for multiple weeks, it sounds like right. broken think, uh, bone in his hand, right? Yeah, I just think you know Williams had some nice value when he picked him up off waivers. Yeah, and you know I gotta add this, man. I I also think that it's a better trade for Joe. Um, I I think it was. I think that okay. Look at Josh Allen's playoff schedule. Okay, he plays Baltimore, plays Pittsburgh, and then he plays New England. I feel like I don't want any of that action, okay? Those are top defenses. I feel like – I know that, you know, the Bills are, you know, a hot team right now, and, they're you know, they're going to make the playoffs most likely. But that's a really tough stretch. And I know, you know, Josh Allen right now, he's the sixth uh, highest-scoring quarterback. He's obviously had a good year. He's someone you could have got, you know, at the auction for a dollar, maybe $2. He runs the ball really well. And, you know, he can also – he can sling it too. But, man – Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England, I don't want to touch that at all. Yeah, it's a tough schedule there. So that does it for the trades we've had this season. Uh, I'm not sure how many we had in total, but I think it was definitely the most trades Oh yeah, uh, we've ever had. We probably had like 15, 16. It was a ton. Yeah, so a lot of trades, which is nice to see um, compared to previous years. Uh, adding that extra roster spot, uh, I think really opened up just uh, the need to trade. So it was nice to see a lot of activity in the league this year and from a lot of different owners, I think. Uh, I don't know if there was an owner this year who didn't make a trade. I think, uh, I don't know, I don't think Jordan made any trades and Jerry, but I think everyone else was in a deal at some point. Jerry hasn't needed to make a trade. Uh, But yeah, everyone else. uh, Jordan, you probably should have made a couple trades. (laughs) Yeah, I think Jordan (laughs) could have used one. Uh, But yeah, so yeah, 10 of the 12 members all making trades this year. So nice to see. Um, but yeah, let's, let's wrap it up here and dive into our week 12 previews. Uh, Connor has been on a roll lately. He goes six and zero. um, the last time we had a podcast and over the last three weeks, he's 17 and one in picks, cool. uh, but he's still two games behind me, which is so, so ridiculous. I was five and one last time I'm 41 and 25 Connor's 39 and 27. Our guest is 41 and 25 as well, but obviously no guests this week. So no picks coming from them. Yep. Um, but let's dive into our i called it week 12 but it's week 13 here our last week of the regular season some really big uh a lot on the line this week obviously as we mentioned earlier with the playoff picture and we're going to start with our game of the week that's hovey taking on jerry uh it's pretty it's um it's likely that the winner of this game has a is going to lock up that number one seed um Jerry is currently projected the winner, but it's close. One twenty one point three to one nineteen point seven. Connor, who do you who are you taking in this one? Uh I'm taking Jerry. 
uh, in this pick. I think that uh, Jerry's got a solid team. I know he had a little bit of a bad week last week. Um, but really, I just – I really want Jerry to win because it's the best chance for me to get a first-round bye. So I'm not even really looking at the teams. I just want Jerry to win, dude. I'm going with Jerry as well. I think um... – you know, both teams are obviously super solid. Hope he's got some big matchups this week, like Mike Thomas against Atlanta. Um, but I like Jerry's flex plays compared to Hobie's. Jerry has his with, at his flex. He's got Cooper Cup and Darren Waller. Uh, While for Hobie, he's got Cream Hunt and Bo Scarborough. Not that Hobie's flex plays are bad, but I think you know Jerry's are pretty elite. I think it's going to give him a pretty big advantage in this one. So I'm going to go with Jerry. Yeah. I don't like I don't like playing Bo Scarborough tomorrow. I know that the Lions they're on their uh, third quarterback David Blow, who I heard you know is not that great. He was an undrafted uh, player out of college. He played at Purdue. I've never heard of him. Uh, so I feel like their their entire offense is going to be completely stagnant against the Bears. I really don't think uh, Hobie should be playing Bo. And uh, Jerry and Hobie have already met once this season. That was back in week two. And uh, Jerry took home the victory, 128.7 to 103. So uh, what, <laughs> I have to add this because you just mentioned it. What you're going to see is that er- this entire week is a repeat of week two. And okay. last week was a tire repeat of week one. It's the way ESPN does their uh, scheduling, which is lazy. And But it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice to show you when you look at the matchup here what happened in the previous matchup. So kind of cool note there. But uh, moving on to our next matchup, another really big-time matchup here. That's our uh, our commission here, Connor. He's taking on Joe. And Joe is currently projected the slight favorite, 118.6 to 116.7. Uh, Connor, I think I know who you're picking in this one, but I'm going to give you the floor. Yeah, you know, uh, if you guys have been paying attention, I pick myself to win every fucking week, and I've been correct nine times. So let's make it ten times. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna wipe the face with Joe. I love my team this week. Uh, I'm probably gonna actually. I have Ryan Tannehill, but I'm probably gonna play Aaron Rodgers, who's playing the Giants. They have a really bad uh, pass defense. So that's gonna be awesome. I, I love Christian McCaffrey against the Redskins this week. That's gonna be a blowout. When the you know the Cards are playing the Rams, dude. The Rams are literally just nose diving down. And let's not forget they don't have uh, the first-round draft pick for the next three years. So I really like Kenyon Drake. Um, Calvin Ridley is going to be a great play. I believe that Austin Hooper is still out tomorrow. So I think that's going to be a ton of points for Ridley tomorrow against the Saints. And then I like uh, Jamison Crowder against the Bengals and Terry McLaurin against uh, Carolina. So I really like my team this week. I think that, you know, Joe obviously has a very talented squad. And, you know, he, does, he is starting Jonathan Williams, who I think had 20 points last week. Uh, but overall, I think my team is just uh, a lot more well-rounded and uh, definitely not top-heavy. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm going to argue against that one. I'm going with Joe. So Connor's team, you know, obviously McCaffrey, can't argue against him. George Kittle, super strong at tight end, had a big week last week. But after that, kind of got – not that the players are bad. You just don't know if you can really count on them week to week. So, you know, Connor's roster is really top-heavy with those guys. When you look at Joe's roster, you just, I just kind of see more consistency, more guys I feel like I can rely on on a week-to-week basis uh, across the board. So I'm going to go with Joe in this one, uh, picking against Connor here. Uh, moving on to my matchup, we have uh, I'm taking on Spencer. I'm currently projected to win 118.9 to 109.4. And me and Spencer met in week two. It was a close one. I took out the victory, 124.2 to 119.3. 
And uh, Connor, you beat Joe in your first matchup this year, 86.4 to 85.8. Yeah, so it wasn't looking, close. Looking to make it a perfect 2-0 against Sauron. Uh, but <laughs> looking at my matchup against Spencer, I, I'm going to take myself as the victor here. I just think now getting my team, I had all my guys on bye last week, you know, got them a nice week of rest here. I feel like they're going to come on strong and give me a, a big performance as I head into hopefully having a first-round bye in the playoffs. Connor, I, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you, man. Um, I think that your team... Uh, you have a lot of really solid players. I can't believe that you drafted Devontae Parker for a dollar. I, I thought you picked him up on waivers, and I checked. No, actually, you didn't. Uh, if Adam Thielen plays, I think that you're uh, a huge favorite to win. And, you know, looking at Spencer's team, he just has a lot of guys who are boomer bust. I think that Hollywood Brown and OBJ, you know, yeah, they have a couple of games where they score 20-plus points, but they have just as many where they score under five. So it's really going to come down to how well those wide receivers do, and they have some pretty tough matchups. Hollywood Brown's playing the Niners and OBJ's playing the Steelers. So I'm not really sure um, if you can rely on those kind of boomer bust players against great defenses. So that's going to be real tough for him to overcome. He also has Deshaun Watson playing against the Pats. And the Pats have had an awesome defense this year. Bill Belichick is a god. So I really like Eric this week. I like you this week. I'm sorry. I'm doing the same thing you were doing earlier, <laughs> talking to you in the third person, man. Exactly. So that does it for our matchups this week that um... – People the care win about. and loss have uh, will affect the playoff standings. So now we're going to look at our matchups here where the owners don't really care if they win or lose. They're just hoping to score a shit ton of points. And our first one is Ben and Curtis. And Curtis is currently projected to win 122.3 to 118.3. When they played in week two, Ben won 110.1 to 95.4. Who are you going with in this one, Connor? So I'm taking Curtis. Uh, you know, looking at Ben's team, I think that Josh Jacobs, last week, Oakland was down early, and Josh Jacobs was not on the field very much because John Gruden was relying more on, I think it's DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard as uh, pass-catching backs. And I think that Oakland's going to be down a lot against Kansas City, so I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to hit that projected points of 16. I think that Amari Cooper against Buffalo has a tough matchup. Um, I'm not a huge fan um, of – well, actually, I do like the Dallas offense. I take that back. And actually, I don't know if Evan Ingram's going to play this week. He's been out a little bit. Uh, if you guys don't remember, I actually traded Ben, Evan Ingram for Matt Breda, and they've both been injured, so kind of a wash. But um, hopefully if Ingram can come back this week, that would be great for Ben, but it's going to be real tough. Um, and then one other thing I want to add is that, you know, in this Green Bay-New York Giants matchup, like I just said, the Giants don't have a good pass defense. And so if anything's going to happen, I would lean in favor the Green Bay offense focusing more on passing the ball, which doesn't really bode well for Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, who Ben is starting uh, both of them, which actually has worked out pretty well for him this season to start both. Um, but I'm not really sure that's the best course of action in this matchup. I'm going to go with Ben. Sorry, Curtis. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Curtis as well. I think this one's going to be really, really close. Uh, but I just like some, like some of Curtis's matchups better. I think uh, Miles Sanders could be in for a big day against Miami. And then uh, and Saquon Barkley as well against against Green Bay. Like his team, just looking at it, it was really close. I just decided to go with Curtis here. Just like some of his players a little bit better than Ben. Not too much uh, analysis on that one for me. But uh, moving on to our next matchup here, we got McCory taking on Jordan. Uh, and currently 
McCorry or Jordan is projected to win 107.7 to 99.6. Uh, McCorry still has to move a kicker into his lineup, so hopefully he gets that done. Um, and then when when they met in week two, McCorry won 98 to 81.5. And I'm gonna go with Jordan this one actually. Uh, you know, Jordan kind of kind of similar to Spencer's team. He kind of has like that boomer bust team. It's like either a huge week or a stinker. Um, Jordan. You know, the stinkers have been a little more often than Spencer's team. Um, but, you know, with with Brady going against a weak pass defense in Houston, and then uh, I like this flex plays, Tevin Coleman and Christian Kirk. I like the matchups there. So I'm going to go with Jordan in this one. You know, I'm going to take the opposite. I'm going to take McCorry. Um, but I, I think that both teams have pretty tough matchups. Looking at McCory's squad, Leonard Fournette, who is the seventh overall running back, has Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has a great run defense, so that's going to be uh, pretty tough. Jarvis Landry is going against the Steelers. Steelers have a great defense overall, so I think he's going to uh, underperform according to his projection. Uh, so I think that's going to be a really tough play. But you know, I think both teams are gonna, not going to score very many points. I'm actually going to—I'll take you—I'll take a, a bet with you that they both score under 95 points. Um, if you're willing to. So I just have to I want, have, I want two to one odds, though, on that. <laughs> I just have to have one team go over 95? Exactly. Yeah. But I want two to one odds. Okay, yeah. I'll give it to you. So how about five, five and ten? Yeah. So you're betting right. five. Correct. Nice. Okay. Um, and also looking at, you know, Jordan's squad, uh, Mark Ingram against the Niners this week. That's that's a real tough matchup. The Niners' defense has been on fire lately. So I'm not a huge fan of that. I mean, it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to be a bloodbath. And unfortunately for McCory, he needs to be scoring points this week. So um, that's one of the other reasons I think that even though he's up, you know, 35, 44, I think 55 points over the other three players to the last playoff spot, I mean, he could easily have a dud of a week and someone overtake him. So it's kind of, it's kind of exciting, and I'll be looking forward to watching how the games go down on Sunday. And last but not least, we have a potential toilet bowl preview here, and that's Chris taking on Tristan. Chris currently projected Victor at 107 to 103.3. Um, in their first match of the season, Tristan won 112.8 to 102.8. Uh, Connor, based on the opposite theory, I think I know who you're taking here, but uh, inform me here who you got. You're goddamn right. Uh, opposite theory has been correct uh, 11 out of 12 weeks. Uh, which is insane because it started like week three. So obviously I'm going Tristan. If I'm going to win, that means Tristan has to win and Chris loses. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's all there has to be to be said. It's kind of interesting. Do we get this uh, great insight into the potential toilet bowl in the future? We get it, you know, the last week of the season. Looking back at week two, Tristan was actually won by about 10 points, 112.8 to 102.8. So Tristan has a history of beating Chris. One of his three victories was against Chris. And I think he's going to get another victory against Chris this weekend. And yeah, I'm going with Tristan as well. Um, I like his flex plays, actually. So he kind of gets two guys back um, from injury. T.Y. Hilton, he was back last week but didn't uh, do much. But I think he's in for a bigger week. And uh, Devontae Freeman coming back for him. I like uh, I like those plays there in the flex. I like Jared Cook, man. Jared Cook's been going off the last three weeks, and he's playing the Atlanta pass defense. So yeah, that's going to be a great play for him. For sure. And then hopefully, uh, you know, Matty Chinstraps can keep get it going against the Saints and get that average points uh up a little bit right now Aaron Rodgers is the ninth overall quarterback and I know Matt Ryan's the 12th so it's, it's looking pretty good for me 
yeah, tides have definitely uh, turned in that one. And uh, so, yeah, a clean sweep there for Tristan. And that's going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Remember, guys, to hopefully you're listening to this before the games uh, get going tomorrow. So make sure you get those lineups set. Make sure you got everything in business there. Going to be lots of uh, eyes watching, seeing how the playoffs shake out and how these final standings come in as we get ready for the most important part of the season. I'm I'm super looking forward to it. Connor, I'm sure you are too. I am, uh, man. And uh, let me tell you, man, it's – I honestly think it's so great that that there's so many people who still have a chance to make playoffs. And uh, eventually when we all meet at Art Marble on December 21st at 6 p.m., we'll have a chance to – Throw people under the bus who are about to be in the toilet bowl. We can cherish those like me who are going to be in the championship, and uh, it should be a great time. Yeah, it's been a great regular season. I'm looking forward to, to you know concluding now on Sunday, and and uh, we it really everyone you know bringing their best foot forward for either the toilet bowl or the or the big boy playoffs. So looking forward to that and. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.